Friday, September 29th on the Sleepers podcast presented by the first place NFC North leaders, the Detroit Lions. Over to my good friend Carter Elliott. Are those the victory shades that I see? You're damn skipping of the victory shades and not pulling out the victory breakfast as well. We don't eat unless the Lions win. Got eggs, extra cheese. Shout out to the Lambeau folks out there. We got a little mimosa as well because I'm a champion and I can do what I want. Mm. Life is good. Life is great, honestly. <laughs> I don't even think good does it justice. Life is life is great. Beyond your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, we all can see you, Cart, uh, and we've all been watching the Lions for decades. That we don't eat unless the Lions win comment was just not true. <laughs> fair point, fair point, very fair point. I eat less. Understood. <laughs> uh, I mean, what a, what an energy, what a start. Uh, credit to Cart, honestly, for persevering and uh, being in such a positive mood given the state of his college football team. I feel like that's a shocker. Like, if you would have told us what happened, with redacted in East Lansing and you would still be in this mood with these shades on right now on a Friday in September. I think we all would have been shocked. Who's my college football team? Michigan state. Oh, I fault. sorry. I'm a little <laughs> distracted also because we had a time to start this and the food's a little cold now. I'm not gonna lie. I've been sitting here for a minute, but um, we're still, it's, I mean, it still tastes like victory. Let that be known. That's on me. That's hundred percent on me. Uh, before we go over to, uh, I, you know what? I should set the table here. Actually, we have Dion Hill Ford here. That boy D Hill. Uh, it is still a Riley Friday, but Riley is uh, experiencing his first Friday as a father. So we're going to give him some space here. I told him to hit me up when he wants his spot back. And uh, that's no disrespect to Dion, but uh, Dion's making it difficult on Riley. I would say that he brought an a plus effort last week and we're back with that boy D Hill again for a takeover. So he has three, topics we're going to get to we have no idea what they are uh, i have a good feeling they might involve the Ryder cup because i think all three of us have a couple hundred dollars on live bets on the Ryder cup as we're recording this right now so uh should be a fun episode we'll start with comments as always and before we go to carter's comment i have to ask carter a simple question here um we got a great guy right like that's not a question that's a, that's a statement we got a great guy yeah, I mean, Guy has, in his first week, made an impact that I couldn't even imagine that would be made. I mean, he's just gone above and beyond. And his name is Guy. <laughs> I, some, I feel like I didn't take enough time to, like, you know, I'm not saying I'm a super religious person. You know, I got a good sense of faith in me. I should have been on my hands and knees thanking my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that he delivered this young killer and Guy. Just thanking the Lord that a young boy was delivered to Carter Elliott. Is that what you're approaching this with? I got to stop being problematic. I'm sorry. It's been a really hard I was, week. I was just going to, and I had a follow up that would be even more problematic, but we really got to move on. It's been a really hard week. I opened, I opened Twitter yesterday and saw that Boise State's official Twitter account was like promoting us. That's the greatest thing I've ever seen. So shout out to Guy, our list guy, Guy. Uh, I think he did like, a hundred thousand plus interactions on guys lists here. So credit to him for week one, incredible stuff. And then uh, I kind of floated like, Hey, if we can help you out in any other ways, like let us know. And he was like, 
asking for a very simple thing instead of asking for like riches. Like I thought he was going to come in with demands and instead he was just like, can I get a pat on the back? I was like, of course I'll pat your back guy. You're my guy. So <laughs> I love where we're at. Uh, cart. Let's go to comments though. Do you have a comment of the day? Uh, yes, I do. One second here. Let me pull this up. God, that food was delicious by the way. Just want to let that be known. I'm different with the scrambled eggs. Uh, where is this at? Oh, here we go. This is a personal favorite of mine. I actually already sent this to Greg, but I'm going to read it because I thought it was hilarious. My mic on? Cool. <clears throat> Lucas F., you look like an absolute beauty, Greg. You look like you spent two months on the side of a mountain finally just crawled out. You look like a character from The Lord of the Rings. I'm going to need a comment. I just think those three things are going in wildly different directions. Like, I, I don't think a character from the Lord of the Rings looks beautiful, uh, but I'll take it. I love Lucas F. I feel like the only times I've seen Lucas F in our comment section historically in the last 12 months has been to give me very weird appearance based comments. So I enjoy them. I appreciate them. I'm feeling confident. I'm not going to lie. I got a haircut yesterday. It's a new style. I'm trying to go a little down instead of a little up, you know, maybe a little like I'm going more mid-major. I'm not a high-major guy anymore, so I can try some things. That's how I feel. Uh, Dion, any comments, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was with him. The Lord of the Rings thing, I mean, those are just like extremely ugly characters. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to be ugly to be in Lord of the Rings. That's a that's a, that's a a prerequisite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no comment. comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. You got anything else, Cart? Nope, just one comment today. Keeping us Yeah, I love it. Okay. Uh, Cart, over under three and a half hours of sleep you got yesterday. See, that's tough for me because after Thursday night games, especially when we win, I'm like wired. So I'm tweeting out things. I'm tweeting out videos. I'm filling up my victory cocktail as well. We don't just stop drinking once the game's over. We got to have a victory Paloma, and it hits way, way different than conservative on fourth down Paloma. So uh, I, I was able to get a solid amount of sleep, not, not much as I typically need, but I'll be okay. The adrenaline's still pumping. Yeah, I just got the sense that you were up to like 3.50 and then you looked at the clock and were like, oh, I should probably stop like memeing Detroit wins here. So... Uh, yeah. well, I, right. well, I was I was up for the uh, the the tee off of the Ryder Cup, so that was what one thirty. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Uh, if anyone wants to live vicariously through our live watch of the Ryder Cup right now, just oh, sorry, I'm choking when I say his name. Justin <laughs> Thomas uh, was in the bunker. He just hit a shot that looks like me, where he was totally off balance, like stepped through it, and it came up like fifty feet short of the bank. So, uh, shout out to Justin Thomas. We love friend groups. We love camaraderie. We love bad golf. Apparently, that's the standard in America these days. You're down four zero before anybody in the country even woke up. Before USA Network could even put the game on. Uh, all right, let's go to the Discord. Great Discord week. We got a bunch of new members in there. A lot of great comments. Uh, we had a, a Discord off with Packers Lions last night. About half the Discord was on Green Bay. You saw how that went. I mean, come, come on. This isn't called the Discord. It's called the Sleepers Media Discord. And Sleepers Media tried to tell you it was the play of the year of the century that Lions money line was cashing. Uh, okay, to the comments. Uh, hmm, you sent a picture of your candle cart. Yeah, it's a French French de lavender is the candle, not French laundry. My apologies, and it is from Anthropology for the people who commented that on the on the Discord. It's an expensive candle, let that be known. But that, I mean, it smells damn good in all situations. French Cade lavender is that a Cade Cunningham knot or no? Uh, no, it's something French. Okay. I don't even know if that's part of it. I know lavender's in it though. 
Okay. Does that make it a Killian Hayes knot? Okay, Dion, please. <laughs> Riley would never. It's a fair question. <laughs> Uh, okay, so a lot of candle discourse yesterday. We might be a candle discord, according to Coy. Uh, we're certainly not a Green Bay Packers discord, Coy. Fam33 says top five most passionate Big Ten basketball fan bases. Rankings required. I'll start. He has Michigan State at one, Illinois at two, Purdue three, Indiana four, Wisconsin five. Carter, what's your read on that after our road trips last year? Uh, I think Indiana should be higher on that. I think Indiana's probably top two in my eyes. Them folks are different down there. That uh, that game we went to when they played against Ohio State, and it was a night game, I believe, or probably about 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock tips, something like that. We got there early in the morning, and the streets were already filled like they were tailgating for a football game. I knew the energy was different, and the energy in Assembly Hall was just different as well. So uh, I don't see how that fan base or atmosphere isn't top three minimum. D Rose SAT replied and he has Indiana at one. He said MSU can't be one as a football school. Any comments? We don't even have a football team. Dion, you made a face there. Yeah, um, Northwestern State University is not a football school to me anymore. <laughs> we might talk about this later in the episode. I have a gut feel, maybe. I don't know. Um yeah, I just quickly, I don't think Michigan State's one. I would put them three or four. Um, I think Michigan State fans aren't necessarily basketball specific, though. Like they're just kind of the, the crazy fans are crazy in general at Michigan State. Indiana has like I'll kill to see Will Sheehy get 12 points on a Tuesday. Like, I don't feel like Michigan State rolled out like that for role players. Um, Illinois is up there, but again, I think they're kind of crazy in general. So I would have Indiana and Purdue higher. And uh, no offense, I don't think Wisconsin belongs in the top five. Now, we went to Madison once. Uh, I wasn't impressed. I don't know. Would you say? Like, the they were more excited about the party on the frozen lake than they were their bubble team trying to sneak into the tournament. Yeah, no one, no one cared. No one cared about a season. No one cared about that that game at all. They cared about the ice, and they cared about what Brett Bielema was. Or who was who, who was the guy who they kept bringing up? We were asking the most famous Wisconsin person or most famous Wisconsin athlete. And who was everybody saying? Greg, do you remember? <laughs> Barry Alvarez. Yeah, like what? Didn't did did what? You got a home game against Rutgers, and everyone's focused on Barry Alvarez. Now, J.J. Watt did go there, to Dion's point, but uh, also not to totally debunk what Carter's saying here, but uh, he says we asked everybody. We asked two guys who happened to be at the bar still at 1.55 in the morning at the empty bar that we were playing darts at. So <laughs> I don't know that those two guys could name a Wisconsin athlete, and they went with Barry Alvarez. <laughs> Wouldn't hold that against everybody. Uh, moving on, Coy has a comment on our bucket list, our, our guys' guys' bucket list. He says, as far as buckets and Dane Danger, he averaged 10 points per game on 20 minutes per game. We got a lot of Dane Danger pushback yesterday, Carter. I know you are not a fan of that. What do you think about all of this? It's just it's It's a big man erasure, and I hate it. I don't, I don't know why it, why it comes up. I mean, when you watch him play, if anybody checks that man one-on-one, he's dogging them. Like, that's happening, and he's got a bag. So just because he's big and his name is Dane Danger doesn't mean that he can't be on a bucket list, all right? It's like, for some reason, all the short kings want to come out when it's time to make a bucket list, but Dane Danger holds his own when it comes to buckets. So, I mean, th- th- that stat right there speaks for itself, by the way, too. Like he's getting that many points in that many minutes, and that's with guys around him, him not being the first option. Give me first option, Dane 
in danger at minimum 28 minutes and you got a top 10 score in the big 10. This is a great I mean, day for this dialogue because we have a, a big man and a short king on the show. So let's go to Dion. Yeah, first off, no one in a Pine Sewell jersey is ever going to height shame anybody. Okay. It's, it's, it's Pine. Respect my right tackle. Oh, he's at right tackle now? Yeah. Let me let me jot that down for one of our next conversations. I didn't I didn't realize they had to move him to the other side. <laughs> Second off, Dane Danger is exactly why he should be on the bucket list. Forget game, like just that name. It, that screams bucket. If you told me he's a six foot four guard that averages thirty, I'd believe you. If you told me he's a seven foot center, I'd believe you. Like the name Dane Danger, you're a bucket in my in my opinion. Welcome to the Danger Zone. One of my last Dane questions, because I'm with you. I'm glad Dane was on the list. I strongly advocated we needed to have him on the list. But uh, is there a reason why he only plays 20 minutes a game? Like, like we're like, it'd be so easy if they just made him the first option. He'd be great. Why don't they just do that? It, for some reason, it's cool to fat shame nowadays. I don't understand why. You think that's I what Daddy say, As doing? a guy that wants to erase big men, it's because he can't make it up and down the court. How, how do we know if we don't let him try? I mean, <laughs> Daddy Brad had Kofi playing, you know, 35 minutes, 20 and 10 every night. Yeah, well, Kofi was like 4% body fat. So it's not a big man thing. It's it's a body fat thing. It's fat shaming. It's fat shaming, yeah. Okay. All right. We're not a fat shaming podcast, so I don't want to comment on that. Uh, Derek McCurr says, is it fair to judge by the Zeller Watford years or judge by the Jeremiah Rivers, Verdell Jones, Tyjon Job years? I have no idea what that third name is. I, that, I'm pretty sure that's made up. That's crazy. Um, shout out Verdell Jones, though, icon. Uh, yeah, Indiana's had some ups and downs, clearly. Probably a lot more downs than ups over the last 20 years. Tough stuff. Uh, scrolling through just a lot of jokes thrown at Dane Jane Danger's expense. Um, Coy was spamming the discord again. He was trying to get people to join, I think. And I think it worked because we had a flurry of joins, uh, including Jay Misner. Shout out to Jay Misner, who said, Coy got me to join. So it's working. Thanks for being here, Jay Misner. Uh, I believe Jay Misner is an Arizona fan. Card, do you want to put any comments on, uh, Arizona basketball at all after the last calendar year? I'm kind of in on Arizona basketball. I think I am. Like, I'm in on the – I've already spoke about it a couple of times. I'm in on the Caleb Love redemption arc. I think Jaden Bradley could be a good piece. Kylan Boswell takes a step. Uh, Pell Larson, I think, is a really good player. Um, I think he gets looked at as a glue guy, but I think he can do a little bit more. He can step up kind of with Tubella's gone. And, you know, they still got Big Balo in the middle too. So, uh, I, I, I'm kind of in on this Arizona team. Um, I know they've heard us before on being in on them. But, uh, yeah, I'm in on Arizona. So this comment came in before the Packers-Lions game. Travis Nelson said, as a known Packer hater, Love is far and away better than Wilson. Love definitely has the coaching on his side with LaFleur's scheme, and he's not in the top half of QBs, but he clears Zach Wilson. Hmm. We sure about that? You sure about that? You sure about that? I mean... Greg, we got to bring up the, the comment you had because I was actually crying about it for a good 10 minutes. Was it Diet Snapple Chris Leak? Diet Snapple Chris Leak is the Jordan Love comparison. Look, I get it. Like, you look at his headshot. I'm a big headshot guy. You want this guy to be a star quarterback. Absolutely. I've never seen a man so afraid in a football game 
as Jordan Love last night. And I know Dion's watched a lot of scared quarterbacks in his time. So I'm excited to get his yeah. take on this. But like, though, I'm not kidding. I think people think I'm joking about this. That game was over the moment that we gifted them a pick at the 20 yard line and they played for three. When Jordan Love checked down on third and 19, that told me all I need to know. And he couldn't breathe for the next 55 minutes. What'd you make of Jordan Love's performance last night, Dion? So he's awful. Uh, like just a really, really bad quarterback. I think, I think I, to be fair, I think like if I had to put a percentage on it, like 70% of quarterbacks in the NFL are bad at this point. Uh, it, there's just not a lot of that coming from that position, but I do agree. Like he, he is better than Zach Wilson, but that's more of a, that's more of a shot at Zach Wilson than me. Like, yeah, Jordan Love should be your quarterback. I, I hate the notion these fans come up with where it's like, hey, it could be worse. Jimmy Garoppolo could be your quarterback. Like, no, that doesn't make it okay to have a, a fucking awful quarterback still. Yeah. Yeah, we're in a bad quarterback era right now. That doesn't mean we should be, like, celebrating if you're, like, the 15th best quarterback in this league. That just means the league is really, really bad right now. Yeah. Uh, Nick1904 says he has a guy for guy's bucket guy list. Raekwon Battle, shout out Dion. I think you're a West Virginia fan. He watched a lot of mid-major games, degenerate gambler, and he is definitely a bucket. My takeaway from this comment is that we would get along with Nick quite a bit. Do you like that call out, Dion? Yeah, I just want to say shout out to him for shouting me out. I love that. <laughs> also, Raekwon Battle is a bucket for what it's worth. And his name's bit. Battle. Yeah, this West Virginia team is going to be so, like, funny to watch. Like, it's just such a cast of characters on this team. Like, we're going to get Raekwon Battle, Kirk Creesa. It's just going to be fun. Is it? Didn't Jose Perez come back, too? Yeah, and then um, it's the big man from Syracuse. Uh, Edwards? Edwards, yeah. Jose oh, Perez is actually playing? Like, that's a real thing? That wasn't a joke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying. It's just, it's it's going to be classic. I honestly it, thought the whole thing was a joke. Um, the team should have been so good. I mean, free my dog, Huggy, man. Like, yeah. just, just just, give it one year, then get rid of it. Yeah, for real. Um, Jay Misner back, the Arizona fan, new member of the Discord, says even he is not sure about Caleb Love being number two on the bucket list. But we will find out soon. The season of love is almost here. Uh, that was definitely a controversial one behind the scenes. We got less pushback at having Caleb Love so high on that list as I thought we would. I was adamant that he should have been dropped on the list. Ultimately, I don't tell guy how to build guys, guys. So, uh, Carter, do you feel good about Caleb Love as the second best bucket in college basketball? Yeah, I do, because I think a part of bucket is being able to get enough shots up to even get in that bucket category. And the kid gives himself a chance. And I mean, that's all you can really do. You got to give yourself a chance. Don't leave yourself short. Uh, It's just once again, uh, also to stick up for the big fellows, it's just, you know, Caleb loves at two and Dane danger has to take the fall for being at seven. No one wants to call out Caleb love at two. It, it is what it is. Speaking of nobody giving love to the big fellas, uh, you did drop a new men's league performance last night. Uh, highly recommend everybody to watch Carter's updated men's league highlights with his commentary over them. It seems like, again, people really enjoying this. I did not know what to expect. You had told me you had a good game. You didn't tell me anything else about the game. Come to find out, you pretty much had a triple double, uh, and your team lost and went to a five foot four, two hundred and twenty pound white man in the post while you stood behind the three point line in a two point game with thirty seconds left. Yep, yep, hundred percent. And then Chauncey after the game broke it to us that he just got a new job in Chicago that he starts next week. So we lost Chauncey. 
Uh, you know, I don't mean to get like too harsh on this, but it really seems it seems like you have no respect within the walls of your team. Like they they don't want to give you the ball in a two point game when you have a triple double. Uh, your best teammate just left in the middle of the season. That's crazy. Like, does anybody like playing with you? See, that's what I don't get. Why would you not like playing with me? I don't ball hog. I pass the rock all the time. Do you want a couple examples of why they win it? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe if I maybe if I ball hog, maybe we win. I'd like the examples. I think, think of like at least five times on video I've seen you cherry pick at six seven, leak out, hit a Euro step layup over someone my size in the open court, and then and then hot dog and yell at fans that don't exist while the other team's going back down the court. <laughs> Top five in the league in rebounds, by the way. That's respect <laughs> my name. I'd hope so. I would hope so. so. I'm saying I do I do the little things. I play defense. I don't know. I feel like I could be a lot worse of a teammate. I'm a, I'm a great teammate. guy celebrating top five in the league in rebounds. Like there's anybody else over six four in this league. There actually is, though, for real. <laughs> Not in the videos that you've shown us. I, I don't think you I don't think you actually like or I mean I know I look massive, but like there's some dudes out there who are actually tall. Okay. There's not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might need to pull up to one of these games in person. I don't think I'm gonna tell you when we do. Uh, but please keep it coming. It's great content. Tristan Freeman busting brackets says uh, oh sorry, I skipped one from from Nick. He says another fun one is Aaron Estrada. Uh, I don't know enough about Aaron Estrada to define whether or not he belongs on the bucket list yet. You're nodding, though, Cart. I mean, he was a bucket of Hofstra, and he's going to go play Nate Oates' system. So Those are Hofstra buckets. Yeah, but 20 is 20. Not at Hofstra. I, I mean, did you actually watch him play, though? Uh, no. So that's... Okay, well, <laughs> that, that's a, if you watched him play, you would. Okay. You, he honestly might be one of your favorite players in the country. All right, then I look forward to that. Maybe I'll jump back on the Nate Oates bandwagon. Um, probably not, but maybe Tristan Freeman says thoroughly love Greg desperately wanting to be compared to Tyler Cameron while wearing the same goggles that one DePaul walk on wore before blue light glasses for the record, not goggles. Uh, but yeah, I mean, is what it is. I'm always going to shoot for the stars when I don't want to be comp to like somebody horrible. I don't want to be comp to the Lord of the Rings characters. Okay. I want to be comp to the greatest bachelor contestant in the last 45 years. Uh, Malik Perry comes in this morning. He's got a comment that says watching Carter comprehend comic references is like Mati Sissoko playing basketball lost. Everyone sees Edie as a beast, but if his teams ain't good, they will lose a lot of games. Basketball team is good, Malik. They're good. It's not just Edie. Wow. Okay. Uh, something happened on that first. I couldn't hear what you said in the first one, but we're just gonna move on because Purdue's good, Malik. They're Thank a good you. basketball team. They're not just Zach Edie, my brother in Christ. Thank you, learn. Thank you. Stop watching Trey Holloman film. All right, that's all of our comments today. Thank you so much to everybody in the Discord. Community's growing. We appreciate you. We love you. And uh, you guys make a very important important part of this show happen every single day. So looking forward to next week already. We dropped the Sleepers Bets newsletter. Uh, we haven't even tweeted it out yet, but we gave it to the Discord Thursday night. So uh, Carter has four plays. I have five plays. And then uh, even a special guest appearance in the newsletter this week with a nice little parlay of his own, a new feature. So, uh, yeah, excited. I like the slate. Any quick comments on the college football slate this week, guys? Uh, 
I'm a little concerned on your stance on Utah. Like, because it was in your long shot parlay. Like, is Utah winning? I think they have a good chance. I, I originally had Utah plus four and a half in my uh like five against the spread plays, but I pulled mm-hmm. out of it because I didn't want to have a Friday bet. Okay. Respect that. Brooks Kepka is a killer. I'm sorry. That, yeah, that man's yeah. a menace. Yeah. Just let that be no. Sorry. Sorry. For oh, we, yeah, let's up. let's all calm down. Okay. This is a low, there's three holes left. This is a low point for American soccer. Okay. Jordan or Justin Thomas is like chest bumping to get it to five one right now. And Jordan Speed <laughs> just hit it in the water. This is just sad things. Continue. Uh I, I think that the biggest takeaway for the betting slate this weekend is that. I'm a better that goes back to, I don't know what the actual phrase is, but like keep going back to the well or something along the lines of that. I will keep going back to the well on Washington until they start giving them lines that actually fit what this offense and what this team can do. Arizona might be missing their quarterback too, by the way. He got banged up in the third quarter of the last game. Don't know if he plays. If he does play, he's still Arizona's football starting quarterback. And this Washington team is going to put up at minimum 40 points. And I don't know if Arizona is going to get to 20. So the fact that I can get Washington to just win by 20 points is I'm going to, I'm going to keep going back to that because it's been profitable in every single game that I bet for them. Okay. All right. Dion thoughts. Yeah. I mean, so my quick thought is, uh, and this is one of the topics I wanted to talk to y'all about. I'm officially anti-Colorado. And I think this number is way too low. I think USC wins by about 60. My word. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's save it for the topic then. Uh lot yeah, a lot of good games this weekend. I think we're all excited about it. So uh tap it in the Discord. You get access to all of our sleepers bets every single week. Card and I both have winning records on the season. And uh I'm looking for a bounce back after a not great week last week. So and I wrote the intro to this this week's newsletter too. Crazy. Never thought I'd see the day that, that happens. All right, we turn the show over to that boy D Hill. Topic number one, what do you got? Let's just jump into the Colorado aspect of it since we teased it there for a second. Um, Yeah, so I'm anti-Colorado. I'm not anti-Coach Prime at Colorado. I think this could change year to year. Um, He made a comment that I'm curious you guys' opinion on where he said teams aren't trying to beat Colorado. They're trying to beat him. And when he said that, my takeaway was everything. And I had this gut feeling after the Colorado State game. I actually think I texted G about it. They're the most fake tough team in the country. And I knew that prior to like during the Colorado state game, but when he made that comment, he doesn't even believe in this team. So like, why should I believe in this team? I think he does believe in the team. That's my, my read. Did you watch the full press conference or how'd you see that clip? I saw, I saw like a minute and a half of it like I didn't I didn't watch the full press conference I I know he believes in his players like I I don't think he doesn't believe in them as individuals but like I don't know that comment is a very me 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 comment which I am a me guy like if I was a coach I would say the same thing don't get me wrong but like if I was a coach I'd also get fired very early so I don't know (laughs) so I uh I viewed that as entirely Dion just trying to like shift the target because I think like he knew his guys were talking shit and like he knew that video was probably going to come out of Shador saying like you're small and then you just lost by 40 so I think like he's trying to responsibly take some of the burden of blame and the media attention off of those players with that comment in my opinion um 
so there was another moment. I watched the full like 10 minute press conference because I love Dion. I still love Dion. I the only thing that shifted for me in the last week after the loss to Oregon is I no longer think Colorado is going to win any of these games against the good teams. <laughs> like I, I am stepping off of that. I still love them. I still hope they do. And I'll still look to bet them in good spots. But um, there was a moment earlier in the press conference where they asked him if there was a talent gap between them and Oregon. And when they asked that question, I was fully expecting the Deion Sanders like, yeah, there is like, this is the man who walked into that locker room and told everybody, get out. We're not good enough. We need to bring dudes in. And the truth is there is a talent gap. So like I was fully expecting honesty there. He didn't go for that. He, uh, he said there is absolutely no talent gap. We just got our ass beat. That happens to good teams is what it is. So I, uh, I'm standing by him. That comment was not great, but I think it was intentionally designed to shift the blame. And, um, I don't know. What do you, what do you make of this car? Like, I'm not looking to back Colorado. I think they're going to lose to USC, but it's not because of like Dion's belief in them for me. Yeah. I, I think that the step back I had to take after the Oregon game is that I came in with the belief that this Colorado team, there is a talent gap. I think that Dion has said that before in, uh, in different kind of words. I think he said the, the phrase, you, you better get me now. This is the worst I'm going to be, a.k.a. I don't have my guys in here yet. Like, I'm going to be better. Um, but the thing I'll say is that I have. Justin Thomas bit- is such a choke artist. He is yeah. such a, you're not going to get away with this. You're not going to look me in the eyes and celebrate America in my face when you don't even have a bet placed on this. And dog can't get up and down. A four, a four footer? A four footer to hold the lead and Justin or Jordan Speed's in the water card? Continue. I'm sorry. Sorry. What I was gonna <laughs> what I was gonna say is that I didn't come to the realization until after that Oregon game that this team doesn't have even if they got the weapons like they got on the outside. Like I think they got good receivers. They got Weaver. They got Horn. Edwards is a good running back. Shadur's a good quarterback. They are so lacking in the trenches that they don't even have a chance to use weapons like that. They I haven't seen. Usually you don't see a team get dominated in the trenches like that in like an interconference type matchup. Like you see that type of uh, dominance in the trenches when Georgia plays Austin Peavy, like the first game of the year. I don't think that there'll be that talent gap moving forward with Colorado, especially in the trenches. But I just don't think you can really bet on this Colorado team anymore and feel great about it because of they don't have they cannot get anything done in the trenches and therefore they can't get anything done anywhere else i'm gonna tie this back to the lions we got on this podcast probably a year or two ago maybe two years ago and i i tried to find the clip last night actually and i was telling greg i was like we're okay we got panay sewell we're drafting all these linemen we're building from the trenches and we're gonna build out and that's what we did with this football team that's why we got a really good offensive line now And we're able to make things happen with Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond on the outside and things like that. And we got David Montgomery rushing for 100 yards It's because we're building from the trenches. So I think that Dion's going to address that. And despite what's happening, like at the start of this season, the Vegas over under for Colorado was like two games. So this was a successful year, no matter what. I don't like that. I don't like what they're going to jump in on that. Can I jump in on that? I don't want to interrupt you, but can I jump in on that whenever you're done? Yes, but last thing I want to say is not only was it two and a half, I think the public was heavy on the under for Colorado. I think it was like 82% of the bets. Deion's shrugging. 
You you want to take this, Dion? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care anymore. Like they won three games. They were the ones talking shit the whole time, not the other teams. Like, I'm sorry. That's my beef is they were the ones talking shit in the moment they lost. But do you, do you not want them to talk? What are they supposed to do? Not talk no. shit because they're losing? I want them to talk shit. My thing is don't talk shit. And then the first thing, the first time you face adversity, you, I mean, I guess you could say the Colorado State game, they kind of did. But like the first time you really lose, you basically like hibernate and you run away from it, right? And Deion Sanders makes the comment like they're trying to beat me, not them. Like that's soft. And then no. he makes the comment. Nah. But no, no, no. I didn't like the one you said, Cart. I, I hate that comment. You better get me now because you won't get me in the future. We don't care about that right now. Like you just lost by 50 to Oregon. Like who cares about the future? Your son ain't going to be on that team. So like the family, the, the family name still getting tarnished at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like any of that. Like it, it's in the moment you lost by 50. I didn't really feel like they just didn't handle it the way I would have liked. I got to be honest. And, and, and I really wanted them to, because I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw that lady tweet out like Oregon's doing it for us. I mean, that was racist. It just was. <laughs> yeah it's no, just horrible wasn't. it's horrible horrible yeah. and there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that celebrated that shit genuinely yeah. um i so oh man i th- my problem is with what cart said not with what anything colorado people have actually said like i don't have an issue with anything dion has said i don't have an issue with anything the players are doing like i think shador has owned it yeah i got my shit wrecked and i was talking shit i think travis hunter is like out here making videos with the dude who lit him up and had him out three weeks i get that's a pr moment but like these dudes like i i don't think these dudes are like running from talking shit i think they're actually like yeah, we got beat. It is what it is. We're still here to play football. We respect football players. My problem is with anybody who's back in Colorado and trying to go back on like, oh, no, it's a success even if they lose the next 10 games. No way, man. Like, stop it. And I get I get what the Vegas over-under was. The Vegas over-under was crazily wrong. That's like that's the whole point of this well, in the first place. Well, I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but, okay, they lose the rest of the games for the rest of the season. Yes, that's a failure. But, like, if this team wins six games, is that not a successful season for them? I think they need to do that, though, is okay. what I'm saying. Because you, right. we, we've talked about how strong the Pac-12 is, right? Like, mm-hmm. And I don't expect them to beat USC, but the spread's 21 and a half again. And then what's it going to be when they play Washington? Like, what's it going to be when they play Utah? What's it going to be when they go to Washington State? Like, th- this conference is nasty. They're going to be an underdog in every single game the rest of the season, except for, like, one. So, I, and I hope it happens. I love Colorado, but I, like I said, I just, I don't like the the people who are, I guess I don't like Cart is what I'm trying to say. I don't like the people who like right. Colorado that are like, oh yeah, none of this matters. They already did it. No, they didn't. Like, they need to have a good season. They could have a good season. This team's good. Are they? Yeah. I'm anti what Travis did, by the way. I want to be on record with that. <laughs> I'm anti what Travis did. Talk me through that. What does that mean? Ah. The hit was dirty. Uh, I don't like him. Um, you know, I'm I'm a for the kids uh, person when it comes to you being an athlete. I don't like him saying that's just football. That wasn't just football. Like what he's dealing with is a very serious injury because of an extremely dirty play. I'm not saying he shouldn't interact with the guy. He should probably do what he did to take the heat off of him because you also don't want somebody receiving death threats, especially family members that weren't a part of the play but the comment that's just football that doesn't work for me okay 
I can get behind that take. That's fair. Uh, this this game specifically against USC, 21 and a half point underdogs is the same spread it was against Oregon. Uh, I'll, I want both of your input on this because I have bet Colorado against the spread every single week. Uh, that, like I said, is going to stop this week after seeing what Oregon did to them last week. But I thought about it. I'm not going to lie because I think there's a big difference between Oregon and USC in the trenches. And I want you guys to tell me if I'm wrong because I know you guys are both USC backers. My read on this is that I don't believe USC cares defensively at all. They just let Arizona State score 28 points. That was a game into the fourth quarter. Arizona State has 34 points on the entire season. They got shut out by Fresno State the week before they played USC, and they scored four touchdowns against the Trojans. I'm looking at this game on paper, and I think Colorado can score, which is why I'm on the over. And I have no idea what that'll do to the spread because I think USC can get to 60 in this game if they want to. But what what is the read there? Do you think that uh, Colorado will be able to at least get on the scoreboard in a way they didn't against Oregon, Cart? Uh, no, I, I, I really don't. I think USC covers pretty easily in this game. I don't think they have – they also don't have the ability to change up their style whatsoever. Like the style that they play is whether they're scoring or not, is going to give the ball to USC more. And USC is going to score every time they touch the ball. This team's not going to be able to stop them. Uh, if they can't stop Bo Nix, and with all due respect, like the Bo Nix uh, propaganda that I've been seeing, like Bo Nix is not that great, okay? He's he's really not. I've, I've seen some crazy takes about Bo Nix being like one of the first or one of the top quarterbacks taken in next year's drafts and shit like that. Asinine. Some GM's going to ruin their franchise by reaching on Bo Nix. He was playing with Justin Herbert four years ago. And Justin Herbert's going into his fifth year in the NFL. Like, let's let's relax. Bo He's Nicks not or dominating like a Michael. What? Jordan Love or Bo Nix? I don't know. I think it'll look very similar in the NFL, to be honest with you. Okay. I truly, I truly, I truly believe that. Okay. But I they're not gonna be able to stop. I think USC covers in this game. I just don't feel good. Like it doesn't give me that warm, fuzzy feeling to bet like USC minus 21 or whatever it is against Colorado. So I'll probably just find a way to just play the over and hope both teams just put up 80. I love the over, but isn't, I, I guess I, I'm with you that USC is going to score every time, but like Colorado's offense without Travis Hunter is better than Arizona state's offense. They just scored 28 against this Arizona season. state made a QB change too, though, for the last game. Okay. All right. So, I mean, they might be a little bit better. They, I think they put in that Notre Dame transfer. Okay. What's your read, Dion? I mean, obviously yeah. it sounds like you're fading Colorado, but do you think they can score? So real quick, I just want to say that Bo Nix was at Auburn while Justin Herbert was at Oregon. Uh, <laughs> same shit, man. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I love USC in this. That that number is just so low. I think – I don't hate the over. Um, I do think, like uh, – I do think you could get Colorado into the twenties and if they get into the twenties, that over should hit pretty easily. I just think, I think USC gets into the fifties or sixties because for the same, the same amount that Colorado's offense is better than Arizona state's and Arizona state was able to score on SC SC's offense is better than Oregon and Oregon chunked up 50 on Colorado. So I think it's kind of a balancing act where, um, it's not really going to matter spread wise, but I do like the over, like if you're, like a Colorado backer, and you don't want. Oh my! Oh my God, John Rob, oh did you see that? <laughs> oh my! 
<laughs> oh my god this oh my. killer boys it was always europe it was always, it was always europe. I've, I've literally been a european for 20 years uh so <laughs> oh man i had like one rat oh yeah the over it's 73 and a half 73 and a half points is the over uh i think usc is getting 60 like I, they might get 73 and a half on their own. I think they're getting 60. If you're telling me all I need is two touchdowns from Colorado, like you feel great about that. Like what's what would you bet Colorado scores in this game? Just quickly. Give me a number, both of you. Colorado. I think 14. Yeah, you think it's 14? I, th- I think it's like 10-ish. Oh, really? 10, 10 to 14. I don't think so. He, here's my take. Uh I don't mm. People are going to hate me for this. I don't think Shadir is very good. Uh, that's just, I'm just, be, I have a Shadir Sanders jersey that literally is getting here in the morning. <laughs> I don't like that take. I don't like that take. I don't like that take at all. I, don't, I, don't like that take I, I know. All. It's, I know. I know. It's not, it's not one I wish I had. Uh, <laughs> I really don't, but he, he, he faces, he has happy feet against pressure. Um, I think he has a decent arm. I don't think it's very big, though. And what I think Colorado did was they knew that, A, they knew they're better front seven, um, but they blitzed them and they took away the short routes. He throws so many screen passes, so many quick slants, so many unders. Like That's not to say he can't make bigger throws, but his strength is up here. And when you take him off of what his brain is, is like computing, I guess you could say. He's still a 21-year-old kid at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay, so 14 points is Carter's prediction. 10 points is Dion's prediction. Just quick numbers, because not a math podcast, but I am a numbers guy occasionally when I need to be. Uh, USC's defense this year has given up 10 points to Stanford, 14 points to Nevada, 28 points to Arizona State, 28 points to San Jose State. And we think Colorado's offense is getting 10. Said 14. These guys don't want to guard guys. Like I'm, that's not even how they want to play football. This and that's why USC might win by a bazillion because this how Colorado wants to play is how USC wants to play. But like Oregon wanted to show up and shut these dudes out. USC has no interest in doing that. They just want to score a hundred. That's it. Like and that can happen. But like, isn't the over like an easy play here? I don't no, know. I- I'm still, I still love the over because I think SC scores like 60 to 70 on their own. Like, I don't think you need much from Colorado. Um, I just, this is probably reactionary. Uh, without Travis Hunter, I think San Jose State has a better offense than Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> That's brutal. All right, let's move brutal. on. Uh, just again, we'll react to this live in real time with us, like three hours later, whenever you listen to this. Uh, for those keeping track at home, Justin Thomas just missed a 10 footer to take the lead on 17. Uh, again, if you have your little record books at home, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth had a two point lead with four holes to play. They were in the water. They're missing four footers. He just missed one to take the lead. We moved to 18. What is the second topic today, Dion? Yeah, I mean, I, I so obviously we have to talk lines, um, but I want to take a different route with it. I'm willing to say they're a really good football team. Like, let's stop talking about them. Like, let's stop like having the combo where it's like we have to admit they're good. Like they are. You know what I mean? What's the next step? Because my hot take is this is the offseason you do what the Warriors did with Mark Jackson and you get Dan Campbell up out of there and you uh, promote Ben Johnson before you lose him. 
Whoa. Okay. Before I throw this to cart resident lions fan, uh, am I still allowed to brand this video with the thumbnail? The Detroit lions are the best team in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Then that's what I'm going with, but I like this hypothetical. Uh, Carter, you and I were uh, kind of, for lack of a better word, bitching about Ben Johnson yesterday. I don't like how inconsistent the aggression is. Like the moments I would like them to be aggressive, they want to sit back and run the ball three straight times with a 10-point lead with eight minutes left. The moments that I don't want them to be aggressive, they're running fourth and 14 fake punts from the own 15-yard line. Like I just, I don't get it. If you're going to be aggressive, be aggressive at the right times. Uh, I've said pretty clearly, I don't think the staff knows how to play as the better football team. I think it's never happened. I think they've proven themselves as one of the best staffs in the NFL at trying to steal wins when you're the worst football team. They have no idea how to coach a football game when they're the better football team. Luckily, last night, the Lions were just way better than the Packers. It didn't really matter, in my opinion. So where are you at? Do you like this idea? Is Ben Johnson the better coach? Is that who we should be hoping for here? Or or what's your read here? You know, besides the fact of Ben Johnson, let's just say just for the lack of this exercise that, or for the sake of this exercise, that Ben Johnson is a better coach than Dan Campbell and maybe can unlock this team whatsoever. I don't know if we as the Lions, this team can afford to lose Dan Campbell, though, just because of what he brings. Like for all the, you know, the people who were like, I'm sick of the bite in the kneecaps, I'm sick of the coffee order, I'm sick of all that. He literally has this team believing that they're like the best team in the NFL. Like we come out here and we actually play like we are. I'm, no, I'm saying they play like they are, Dion. Like, they actually believe in it. They, I didn't think they would buy into the shtick stuff, but even if it isn't a shtick, call it what you want. Like, this team is buying into Dan Campbell, into, like, what he's talking about. So I don't know if you can afford to, like, just move on from him uh, because I think it might, like, affect how the team feels and how they go about business. And also, to the Ben Johnson point, I think it's weird to me that Ben Johnson calls games like he's afraid to have golf throw for 300 yards. Like he, like when golf gets near 200, he's like, okay, all runs. I want golf to end with 227. <laughs> we can't have him throwing a bunch of times, even though despite the, you know, of course the last three games, all of a sudden he's throwing picks out of nowhere. Besides that, you have a quarterback who wasn't making any mistakes. Like why not just let him air it out? He was in a rhythm. They couldn't stop it. They're missing their best cornerback. And we're just getting three straight runs constantly and getting soft and not aggressive when we're not supposed to be. But that's a crazy idea to me, though, the moving on from Campbell thing. I don't think they can afford to do that. We also don't have generational players like Steph Curry on our team, by the way. It's fair enough. But uh, to me, everything you just said, then they're not that good. I'm saying they are that good. You're saying they aren't and that they need a coach to manufacture them into believing they're that good. I don't think they need that anymore. What they need is a coach that's going to out scheme the next guy. Maybe well, that that's not well, Ben that Johnson. That ain't Ben Johnson. I don't think yeah, it listen, listen, maybe it's not. Uh, ben Johnson, in my opinion, is going to be the hottest name on the market in the offseason. And he's going to get a head coaching gig. And that's why I used him as an example. But maybe it's not him. But like, there's not too big of a difference. Obviously, Tyreek Hill between uh, Flores' Dolphins teams and McDaniel's Dolphins teams. And it's a completely different like end result. You know what I mean? And this isn't to say like Dan Campbell's not a good coach, but a guy like that has a ceiling. And if this team is actually good, the way I think they're actually good, you don't need a guy to make them believe. 
you need a guy that's going to get them over the hump when, you know, respectfully, he goes against a Kyle Shanahan or a Sirianni. Sirianni stinks. Uh, that's not true. That is true. It's not true. He is. He um, okay, so a couple things. I might just be a sucker for this as the Lions fan right now, but I also think there is tangible value to the belief bullshit. I didn't believe that a year ago, but I think there is given the history of this franchise and it's, it was the right coach at the right time. Like Campbell could do this exact same thing with the exact same players, but 10 years earlier when Aaron Rodgers was still in his prime, he's not the right coach for the right time. Like, it works now because you that like extra boost of belief, like even if they didn't have a coach playing that gimmick, the Lions would be the best team in this division. But it's an added boost mentally and emotionally that like they think it's the power of belief, even if it's not real. They just stumbled into this magical thing at the right time with him. And this is the only time it would have worked, in my opinion. Uh, I... I don't know that we know what the ceiling is for Campbell. Like, I, I think you said there's a ceiling. That guy has a ceiling. Why do we know what the Dan Campbell ceiling is? They're 11 and four in their last 15 games in the NFL. Like, I just think, unfortunately, like coaches like that just cap out. They just why? do. I mean, it, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, to be what's honest, the, to be what's fair. the, what's the difference between him and Sirianni? Sirianni does bullshit. It's the scheme. It's his ability to be involved. And maybe I'm off on this. Maybe Dan Campbell has more involvement in the the day-to-day processes than I'm giving him credit for, in which case, like, I would probably walk it back. It doesn't feel that way. I see too often he takes his headset off when the the offense is on the field. That, like, I'm not saying don't trust your coordinators, but that's not what, that's not the guy I would per se want as my coach if I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. You're correct. Like, he was the perfect guy at the perfect time, right? But at a certain point, you then have to, I mean, just being honest, you then have to have the balls to make the move to take that next step, right? Like it can't just be, this is the perfect guy at the perfect time and we're going to ride it out until the wheels fall off. Because when they do fall off, then you get the Mike Singletary situation. So we, but we all agree, we got to see this year then first, right? Yes. Because like, yes. God forbid they go, to the Super Bowl this year, then like I think we would say he's the guy. But if it's like you get to the playoffs and you lose first game, then you're talking about the jump next year. Yeah. Okay. I, I think okay. this team's really good. Like I, I think they get to the divisional round. I think they lose to the Niners or Eagles. I do think there's a talent gap there. Like I'm not saying that's a Dan Campbell issue, but I think the right coach would shrink that talent gap. Like Dan Campbell's a very good coach if you have more talent than the other team. When you don't, he doesn't. He, he I, doesn't that, that that's guy. where I flip it though, because I I think he's the best coach in the league at trying to steal wins as the underdog. I think we watched that all thing. last. Not not the motivation thing, the way he calls games and the way Ben Johnson calls games, like because yeah. they they go when they when they have nothing to lose in a game, they go full nothing to lose. We will die trying to get this win win, and that's what led them to eight straight wins down the stretch last year. The problem is in the playoffs, nobody has anything to lose. So like, <laughs> it's it's winner go home. You know what I mean? It's a little different. Than- Sometimes that gets tight though. Like we we've it seen is. good teams get tight in those moments. Yes. Like the and Lions definitely. will not be tight with this coaching staff in a playoff game against the 49ers. Yeah. Won't happen. And they listen. And I don't think I think. I mean, I was going to compare the Lions to the 49ers to when Cart was talking about Ben Johnson's play calling. 
Ben Johnson calls games like a guy who doesn't really trust his quarterback. I do think he should have more trust in golf than he does, but that's just the real. Like I've just seen that for so long that I can't help but make that comparison. I, I will agree with you here, Dion. I think that not to look too far ahead, but eventually there will have to be probably a hard decision made about this Lions team. I don't think it's with Campbell, though, to be honest with you. I think GM? it's with golf. Uh, like we can't make golf a top five paid quarterback in the league. I'm sorry. You can't. It'll 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 screw the franchise. I don't okay. think that's a hard decision, though. How no, because <laughs> counterpoint, I think it is a hard decision. Here's why. Quarterbacks aren't running backs. You can't just say, hey, get anybody with healthy legs and behind this offensive line, we'll get them to 15 touchdowns this year. I believe the Lions can do that. If they can do it with Jamal Williams, they can do it with anybody. Dave Montgomery, three touchdowns last night. Quarterbacks aren't that. We're talking about how this is a bad quarterback era right now. There's, what, seven quarterbacks we think we would define as good in the league? Mm -hmm. And Jared Goff is right at the bottom of that, but he's one of them. Like, if you cut Jared Goff, don't want to pay him. Who are you paying? Because if you put if you take Jordan Love and put him on this football team, this team stinks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I agree. I agree. Like at a certain point, you got to pay for something. I know we're not paying for running backs. That's the right move. But like, if we're gonna pay something, you got to pay off, right? Well, you guys kind of are paying for running backs. He just drafted one (laughs) twelve. Oh, God, please don't get Gregory going on that. Also, sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to get out of pocket right there. But we're getting Scotty made putts to win the hole in fist pumps. Yeah, that's, that's a scary sight. But that's that's Scotty. Yeah. That's Scott. Scotty's going to Scotty's going to be the best American player in the world because he has been not well, making putts, though. Yeah, He's been working with that British guy. And I'm very I'm easily convinced with anything. I saw one video on Twitter and I'm ready to hammer Scotty to win the master. Okay, I, I don't mind that. I'm still a Scotty guy. I'm still holding Scotty stock. I'm sick. He's the one guy that's going to make me lose this bet. But um, I mean, he can only carry around Justin Thomas's friend group for so long. We'll see what happens. Uh, oh, my bad. Didn't see you there. You've been finding the void in your life. Something that you need a sense of community, a sense of want, a sense of being there. What better place than to join the Sleepers Media Discord where we have a community, we have discussions, we have engagements, and we have betting advice in there. For anyone who wants to get into that betting world, we are more than happy to be your betting Obi-Wan Kenobi and lead you to the greatness of maybe greener pastures and more money. But for the small price of $9.99, if you join on the web, don't join on mobile, join on the web, you can join Sleepers Media Discord and you can have the safety and the beauty of being able to talk to me and Greg at any time you want. And we are active in the Discord. So I don't know what you're waiting for. Join the Discord, Sleepers Media, 999 on the web. Do it now. All right. Any Anything else? Should we do the running back combo real quick? I know that was like a big thing on Twitter. I had a tweet about it. Um, I think it's absolutely ludicrous to draft a running back 12th and rush David Montgomery 32 times in a game you led by three scores for the entire game. That's crazy to me. Uh, I get Montgomery was quote unquote eating Uh, cart pointed this out. Jameer Gibbs had a yard and a half more yards per carry in this game and his eight carries. So I don't get it. I don't get if they're saving him for what I also don't think Jameer Gibbs is good. I'll go on record and say that like I'm only advocating for Jameer Gibbs to get the ball because I want to see them back up the fact that they thought he was valuable. 
you can't draft that guy and then not see if he's actually something. And right now they throw to him like four times a game. He drops two of them and he gets tackled after a one yard run and breaks one 15 yarder out of every eight carries. I don't think he's good. I don't get it. Uh, Cart, you disagree with me on this. Are you frustrated with the way they're doing this? 16 rushes, 80 yards last game. It's a pretty solid game. I mean, uh, dope. Uh, like, <laughs> is that? Is that? <laughs> I think, well, just replacement level. The replacement level <laughs> with dropped passes that he was supposed to be out We talked about this. I just, I, I'm glad you took your stance. I'm telling you, Jameer Gibbs is good. I am confused why they're not using him more. That doesn't, I agree with you there. I don't understand, like, why we're not giving him the ball more. I think we can. Um, and the fact that it's 32 carries from Montgomery to the other for whatever it was for Gibbs, Eight. it just it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand that. But he got 20 percent record that Jameer Gibbs is good. He got 20 percent of the carries in a game they led by three scores for 90 percent of. That's who we drafted 12th. And like I get like the Lions drafted great. That's not a criticism overall of the draft class. Laporta is a killer. Campbell looks good. Brian Branch looks like a killer. But. We drafted a running back 12th. <laughs> Guys, we drafted a running back. That's not B. John Robinson. When B. John was there, if you wanted to get a running back, just get B. John. And uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Weird, weird decision. I think it's going to come back to bite him pretty clearly. Deion, anything? Anything on the running I mean, it backs? Hasn't, it hasn't yet, though. When it does come back That's... to bite us, then, we, then we, can, like, we can actually make a tizzy about it. But I don't know. It doesn't matter right now. I hate, but I hate that people are using that, like, like it's okay to make a bad decision because the team's great anyway. No, it's not okay. But I'm like, why do we? Why do we care? Because we're fans of the team and we don't want to see our team spend a 12th pick on a backup running back. It's not affecting anything right now. Uh, what's it affecting? Really what? frustrating. Really. What's it affecting? Just because you're three Are we and four one. and zero, oh, if we don't draft Amir Gibbs or something. Just because you're three and one doesn't mean you can't have stuff that's wrong. This is what I hate with Niner fans too. Just because we're it, four it, it can be wrong, but I'm like, what do we? What do we? I'm, I don't know. Maybe I just don't feel like complaining about that. Just that it's the like, classic. It's the classic. Like can't critique anything because the team has a winning record. Okay, you can like, critique it. You can critique it. It's just like I I I just said we critiqued it, but it's like why is it? It I don't know. Like it bo- it seems to bother people. It doesn't bother me. It should. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. That's well. I guess I'm just different. Though. We drafted a backup running back twelfth. How does that not bother you? Well, I like what is. I mean, what are, what are we saying here? Like, what? I don't understand. I I, I just don't understand. What are we saying? I'm saying that was one of the worst draft picks I've seen in a long time. Taking a backup running back twelfth overall. Okay. Maybe the rest of the be. picks were great. The rest it of the picks be. were and fantastic. It might, it might be. Okay. It might be. Right. Do you think they're good, Cart? Like the Lions? Yeah. You talk like a guy that doesn't believe that. I also think Jameer Gibbs is good too. No, he's not though. So I, this was actually gonna be uh this was actually gonna be my third topic because I saw insane. like how <laughs> I saw insane. like how crazy everything was going on Twitter. Yeah, 16 for 80. Uh I wrote that down in my notes on my phone. That's an literally league average for yards per carry. <laughs> Is if this the third the, topic? Is this the third topic? Yeah, the running back combo is going to be the third topic. Okay, yeah. love it, love it. Then let's, um, yeah, right into it, right into it. 16 for 80 is literally league average. Not only did he not get carries last night, David Montgomery, yeah, he had three touchdowns. This is the classic Jamal Williams. This is one of the worst, like, running back performances you could have, to be honest. 3.8 yards per carry. A lot of guys can fall down and get three yards. By the way, I'm rounding down to prove my point. 
<laughs> Love it. Appreciate that. Uh, uh, but a lot of guys can fall down and get three yards. The fact that you watch this guy get three yards per rush and didn't think let's give it to the 12th pick kind of tells you what you need to know about the 12th pick, I feel like. I mean, does it? Like, do, do the Lions not do this? Did We did it with DeAndre Swift last year, did we not? And, then, and all you told me all offseason was how bad DeAndre Swift is. Because he gets hurt. Mm. He looks pretty he's good hurt every single year. He's crushing. He's absolutely he's hurt crushing. every single year. And we would have had to pay him. Do we want to pay DeAndre Swift? We're paying DeAndre. We do we want to do we want to draft a backup 12? <laughs> do we want to draft a backup 12? Like how much how much money do you think the 12th pick makes in comparison to the top running backs in the league cart? Not sure. Not even going to huh? guess. Not even going to guess. Top 10. It's top 10. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean that's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. It's bad pick. Carter, who's it's a bad better? pick? Jameer Gibbs sucks. Who is a better back? Jameer Gibbs or DeAndre Swift? DeAndre Swift. Okay. So if you could get those two for the same price, you would take DeAndre Swift. I'd take a lot of backs over Jameer Gibbs. He sucks. Now, Dion, if you added the money together between the tenth pick and David Montgomery's contract, what does that do? Not a math podcast, but Hold on, I'm gonna need a second on that because we're definitely not in that podcast. I'd just be I'd be curious because they went out and spent on Montgomery. Let me see. So Montgomery is the 12th highest paid running back in the NFL for what it's worth. He makes six million dollars. Um, this doesn't include this isn't with guarantees, by the way, but he makes he makes a hundred thousand dollars less than Austin Eckler. <laughs> <laughs> um Bijan Robinson is 14, which puts Jameer Gibbs 18. If you do the guarantees, I believe Jameer and Bijan go into the top 10. But if you combine the two, they would be they'd be the they would be tied with Aaron Jones for the sixth highest paid running back. Do you want to know where DeAndre Swift is for what it's worth? Please, yeah. Uh, he makes so little he's not listed. Right. How is that possible? He's, Wasn't he a first round pick? Because he's going to get paid this year. Well, why not just not pay? <laughs> like, why not do what every other team does and just run him into the ground this year and let him go to Carolina like Philly did with Miles Sanders and then just get some other running back? Get something for him, which is what we did. What was it you got, just out of curiosity? I think, like, I don't know, some type of pick. I don't know. Mm. Would you rather have some type of pick? Or the twelfth pick, because essentially the way I see we, it is, we, we would have had the twelfth pick anyway. That's my point. But because you chose to trade DeAndre Swift, you use the twelfth pick on a running back. Well, actually, to be fair, if we still had DeAndre Swift, we would probably spend the twelfth pick on a backup running back because that's how we approached this pick in the first place. <laughs> we just yeah. we we replaced Swift with Monty, who is worse than Swift, and then still said we need another running back who we compared to Alvin Kamara but we gave 20% of the carries and he keeps dropping open passes. So, um, all right. Hey, we're nitpicking. I mean, that's the fun part of this, right? The lines are good. So, so that was my <laughs> whole point with both. I don't topics. think we're nitpicking at all. He's ass. That was my whole point with both topics is like, I'm ready to nitpick the lines. Like they're that good. Like this is a compliment. Like I, I feel like saying like, Hey, maybe Dan Campbell isn't the guy or Hey, Jameer Gibbs stinks. Like that was a bad pick. Like that's a compliment because a lot of teams could, I mean, the lines could have done that last year. No one blinks an eye. 
Yeah, I agree with this. I don't think we're nitpicking bad football teams. Cart doesn't seem to be taking this as if it's a compliment, though. No, I, I just I see both sides. I, I don't see I don't understand the side with Jameer Gibbs, though. Like Dan Campbell. I think I, Jameer Gibbs is good. Y'all think he stinks. <laughs> That's the side. Did you think he was good at Bama? Yeah, I did. Really? Yeah, you didn't think he was good at Bama? I thought he was all right. Oh, I thought he was pretty good at Bama. On, on a scale like he, of like, on a scale of all Alabama running backs, I would put him in the bottom twenty five percent. Yeah, but like he he was a all good college running back. But if you're comparing him to the guys that came out of Bama with the same essentially the same offensive line scheme, et cetera, he's got to be like the worst running back they've had in a long time. I don't know if it was like I don't know if it was the same. I mean, I'm talking a similar skill set. I, like it's not I'm like he had like bad Bama, some line. of those Bama. I don't know what running backs you're speaking about, but like, I mean, some of the other Bama teams are filled with like first round offensive linemen. Were they know. not last year? I, th- I just assumed they were. That, that yeah, maybe shit. I don't know. We could both be wrong on that. Yeah, but like I said, <laughs> I I get it. I I would. I don't. I don't fault y'all for saying Gibbs is, is ass after these first four games. I see it. I understand it. I just don't agree. Justin Thomas has me in hell, by the way, right now. Yeah, I just um, yeah, I'm in I'm in hell. Things are bad. I'm I might be American again. I don't like it. What's the difference between European you and American you? Um it's more of like a dietary thing, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like but like you're is going up and firing up a crepe now that the United States no, is winning. I'm more of like a I'm I'm a big crumpets guy. Now that's yeah. been the thing for like the last twelve hours. Crumpets, yeah. But I don't know. I, don't know. I can't. I, I can't welcome myself to a crumpet when Justin Thomas has me in a stranglehold. So here we are. Uh, don't think I didn't notice, Jordan. You're in the water yet again on eighteen. Uh, all right, let's do one big thing presented by Bigby, uh, presented by Europe. Uh, Dion, why don't you go first today? Yeah. So my one big thing is shout out to Europe. I placed five units on them to win the Ryder Cup. I'm going there on Monday. I do have one complaint uh, for Europe. Your wait, website... wait, you're going to Europe? Yeah, I'll be in Spain. Uh, well, I leave Monday. Apparently, like, travel is just insane. So it's going to take me till Tuesday to get there, <laughs> which uh, that wasn't really all. That wasn't part of my plan. Actually going to Spain? Yeah, listen, I mean... uh just take off for Spain sometimes. <laughs> now my boy's out there for a year, and I was like, all right, well, I just I decided like last month or something. I'm like, just gonna go. <laughs> but I'm kind of uh, looking forward to every Friday. You're in a different location every time we do this. It's fun. I will say this: like, I have given the disclaimer to you guys. Like, if we need to be safe, uh, I cannot come on the podcast next week, hammered from a Spain bar. If the people want that, though. We can absolutely make that happen, but I do understand needing to be safe. <laughs> my oh God. my, my God, Vic! Night, night, boys! Night, night, boys! That is the best player in the world, Victor. <laughs> Hail to my Victor! And let's see if Justin gets a little shaky because there's about three and a half feet left here, gentlemen. And old Justin Thomas would have made the chip. New Justin Thomas is just happy to be here. It might be stick a fork in them, boys. It might be right now. Carter, what's your one big thing presented by Bigby? Presented by Europe, presented by Victor Hovland. My one big thing is that I would give up all athletic ability and like everything probably that's good in my life to be able to golf well. 
I think it'd be so much fun. I think you need a little bit more athletic ability to trade. <laughs> I think you're. I'm lying. saying, yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I don't have much to give, but like, <laughs> but like a little bit of everything, and just give me enough to like. I don't even want to be like a, a a tour golfer. I just want to be a good golfer. That's it, and I would take it. Would you have traded your Albion career, your entire college or basketball career, like coming up state championship, playing with Ray Mack, all of that? Go to Albion four years. Would you have traded all that just to? shoot mid 80s every time you play golf oh no was mid 80s really all you wanted cart like was that like <laughs> brother brother you haven't seen me golf but was that like like when you were saying i want to be a good golfer like able to golf like what was the score you were i was thinking? thinking like i'm shooting in the 70s okay i mean g's a really good golfer like i feel like you i feel like you, if you just Maybe like pay a little attention when you talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 much more than that, but we'll figure it Dude, out. How hard is it to find clubs that fit you? Uh, well, I got fitted for my new clubs, and they're supposed to come on November, November first. All right, credit to Justin. I mean, scratch and claw your way to half a point. That's a pinnacle of his last ca- entire calendar year. Um. All right, a lot of golf talk today. Uh, my one big thing presented by Big B. Hmm. Do I want to go golf? I don't think I want to do golf today. My one big thing presented by Big B is I want to shout out Jack Harlow because five minutes before coming on this show, uh, I saw that Jack Harlow tweeted out like a minute and a half long video of a verse that he did with some singer in the Asian boy band BTS, and the verse was cold. And it slaps. And that's a good look. I like you, Jack. I like the, your your vibes. I like that you just kind of disappeared. Everybody's gassing up the J. Cole verse with Yachty. Uh, honestly, didn't love it. It sounded like every J. Cole verse I've ever heard, which is like he disappears for three years at a time. Then he comes back and like starts rapping about a thesaurus. Uh, it's okay. Yachty sounded horrible on it. Didn't like it. Uh, so I'm on Jack team. That might be a little white privilege for me. Don't like that, but uh, I- I'm into the BTS boy band rap first. Speaking of white people, Dion, can I get a quick update to your white boy rankings? Yeah, so we got you at one still. Um, that, that's been unanimous for a long time. That's uh, crazy. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of, I mean, are we just putting him up there? Is he earning it? Oh, yeah. It, this is a daily thing. Okay. He's earning it every why, day. I just want to hold Greg accountable. Where could what what areas could I be better? What are your white boy rankings? What am I? I mean, you're one. <laughs> am, am I doing my job though? Like, yeah, you you're doing, doing your job 100. You got, but me like going. I, I mean, doubts creep in. Do, do Card and I need to combine for like a Friday white boy ranking list, and we like release the votes? <laughs> can can we get guy the list guy on this? Yes, actually, though, for real, we need to. We should do that. Is Michael Sarah in your top five? No, uh, so two is um, <laughs> two is Luca uh, after the World Cup. Three is I listen. I'm I'm not a huge Brock Purdy guy, but that is my quarterback at the moment. So my quarterback will always be top. How is Purdy in there? McCaffrey's not in there. Running back. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a committee guy, dude. I, you're, the, I you're the only only person in the world I know that has got McCaffrey to his team and just hates his life and hates McCaffrey. And he's the best. I don't player. hate McCaffrey. I just think, well, first off, like McCaffrey, like he runs hard. Like he runs hard. So like I, I like McCaffrey. There's like he has a little too much 
to be number three on this list, he has a little too much swag. Like if Mc, when McCaffrey joins the list, he would have to to take G's spot. Like, and you, he's just not going to ever be able to do that. He doesn't have that much swag. But like, I can't have him two because he has way too much swag to be two or three. It just is what it is. That's crazy how much sense that makes. I'm <laughs> just not, is what I, it I, is. I even like agreeing. Like, just act, that actually makes <laughs> insanely so much sense that it's wild. It it just it just is what it is. Like I don't know how to like describe that for people that don't understand it, but it just makes perfect sense up here. <laughs> it really does. Uh, all right. Well, I'm very happy to hold the top spot on both of your rankings. I appreciate that. Also, I feel like in general, those are two wildly different criterias for your rankings. Like cards, I would expect cards top five to be totally different than Dion's top five. So the fact that I can hold the top spot in both is a huge accomplishment for me. Honestly, it's more impressive than anything Justin Thomas has done in the last 18 months. Don't forget about it. You had your chance. You let it slip, Justin. <laughs> I'm not forgetting. And you're not winning a full point this entire tournament. You'll be lucky if they even let you trot back out there, Justin. So go ahead, take the pictures. Go hold your girlfriend's little hand. Okay, you look good in a polo. That's all you look good at right now. And don't think we ever forgot what you did this season, Justin. You're horrendous. That was the Sleepers podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed this entire week. Thanks to Dion Hillford, that boy D Hill, for being here. He will probably be here next Friday, drunk from a bar in Spain. If he isn't, we're going to have to find a last-minute replacement. Carter, any final words for the people today to end the week? Sorry, I just saw Brooks send it into the crowd. (laughs) So I'm a little shaken by that. But uh, no, great week. Uh, Also, for the folks keeping track at home, I did come with something every single episode this week, and I hit the over. So I don't know if I'm going to keep it going next week or not, but we'll see. Uh, Word of the day? Did you do that today? I did not. Yeah, I figured. We kind of let that slip. It's all right. All right. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Let's win some bets. Get in the Discord. Sleepers Bets newsletter. We'll see you Monday.